Hey, everybody, it's No Driving Gloves. It's uh, Derek, Will, and John with you tonight. I think we've had a fairly eventful week. I know I've been staying busy with all my new little ventures and drawing pictures or poor time management, something of the above. Uh, Anything big on you? Wait, 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 breaking news, breaking news. Will has actually joined us for the podcast. Yay! Yay. So anything, Will, you got to fill us in on anything, Uh, any travels and that? We told everybody you skipped out last week because uh, picked up another new project and you don't have to tell us what it is, but heard you're cutting up a 300 SL convertible, all original car or something, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I can't really talk about it right now. Um, Just (laughs) one of those things. We got to keep on the DL for a few years. Um, cool. <laughs> so, Derek, anything going on in your uh, neck of the woods? Uh, not really. Just working late. I guess we're up to about six weeks until the exhibit, new exhibit opens, and some new refreshes around the museum uh, take shape. Putting in the the late hours, trying to get everything lined up. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We're sitting here and we're on Google Hangouts recording and everybody's actually in their office working. So we might even have a good internet connection for Derek tonight. So I think we do. I think we, after the show, Will's going to rush out and uh, do some uh, work on a vehicle in the shop still. So he's even got stuff after we're recording and Derek does. And to be honest, even I do. We're just squeezing this one in. And I think we're... All gonna- right. Great show, guys. Yes. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Yeah. See you later. I think many listeners have really enjoyed us uh, with a nice brief show this evening. But in case somebody stuck around, I think Will was talking about, we're not going to bring up how the subject came up. No, but, no, no, no. Let's but, bring it up. But, I'll but bring it up. We're, we're talking about ugly cars. <laughs> there, there we go. And, uh, uh, you know, you know, it's going to go there. You, you know, me and Derek are going to take it there. So you might as well just go ahead and say it. Why are you dragging me into this? Oh, you think the thing's ugly too. I... True. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I, I actually looked at a couple pictures and I didn't mind it. <laughs> what? You also, you also think a Pontiac Aztec looks good. So, you know, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get that later on and I'm going to fight you on the Gremlin and the Nissan Cube. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh now there's a certain uh pink car that won an award this week uh we we kind of chatted about and um obviously two of three two or three of us uh disagree with it i can disagree with what happened because of some of the what i heard but uh i don't know if we really want to get into it i'll i'll tell you what you and Derek, you go down this road, you can choose to talk about the pink car, or you can choose to talk about what you think is an ugly car from some manufacturer, and if you get something too obscure, you better send me a picture so I can put it on Instagram and Facebook. Well, heck, the the the, the one that initiated this whole conversation is all over everything right now, so, you know... <laughs> I think, uh, okay, maybe, maybe saying it's ugly is going a little too far. 
But my opinion is that the lines that were chosen for the car do not work together. Uh, the, the the two vehicles they attempted to blend together, the lines of each do not work together. Right. They took a 50s car and a 60s car and tried to make it work. Exactly. It don't work. And to me, another bad thing about this car is the proportions on this car are totally wrong. Totally wrong. The when when the doors are shut and it's sitting on the ground and and the hood shut and the, the hatch is shut and all it's just all shut up. The hood looks longer than the freaking roof. And you know, that I don't know. It just uh a wagon the roof should be a a good bit longer than the roof. Uh or the 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 roof should be a good bit longer than the hood. But anyway, that that's what triggered our conversation of ugly cars this this week. So it, it reminded me in your converse speaking there, Will. Uh, I listened to your uh, episode of on the Driven with Brett. You know, a guest we had a couple of weeks ago, right? And, and I actually found it fascinating. And be honest, you were a pretty interesting fellow on that show. Maybe he's just a better interviewer. <laughs> but I, I love the discussion about proportions and paying attention to those little details. Uh, Bag I say, I thought it was one of the better episodes that uh, Brett Hatfield's had. That to me, that's the biggest thing when when you're building a custom car, or even you're going to the car lot to look at buying a new car. Is everything just has to flow together? When when you pass your eye down the side of a car, down the front of the car, through the interior of a car, if something sticks out and says, "Hey, look at me," it's generally not right. And when you, you know, just like the pink car we were talking about, when you pass your eye down the side of that thing, which takes a pretty good while to do, it's just like nothing works. Nothing really sticks out, but it's just, it, it, it don't send happy feelings through your body. It makes you go, ugh, what did they do that for? You know, and, and to me, that's what really, you know, you can cut, a car up into a million pieces and change a few things. And, and, and it, when you pass your eye across it, everything still flows, nothing sticks out and it works. And then, you know, just like chopping the top on a, you know, a tri five Chevy, there's been some people that's chopped tops on tri fives that look right. But 99% of them, they just look goofy. They just, it's a car that don't necessarily need to be chopped. Now, a 32 Ford, a Model A, you know, earlier cars with taller roofs and stuff like that. Yeah, they look right chopped. So you just, you just kind of got to really study the lines of a car and you want to enhance those, the lines that are already created by somebody else and make them more appealing to the eye. Make them send little happy tinglys through your body and stuff like that to 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 know you you took a design of a car and improved it. Now Pontiac Aztec, I don't know if you could do anything for. Them. And I don't understand why that car always gets the bad rap it does. 
He didn't. Um, he didn't say it was. It was bad. He said there's nothing you can do to. To. I mean, he's saying that it is so perfect. He doesn't see that that it needs any change. That's actually what he said. <laughs> I I remember seeing the Aztec at the Chicago Auto Show in probably ninety nine, maybe ninety eight, and it to me was uh, it was an ugly car. From an initial stance in that, and many for many years, I fell into the boat with the b- consensus of I think the population that the Aztec was an ugly car. Yeah, it had some controversial design styling about it, and that it was trying to put this sports sedan into an SUV. But I think, I mean, the thing was produced from 2001 to 2005, and by the end, they tried this monochromatic treatment, came out with a pretty decent car. But I think we can, the Aztec, some, somehow it comes up in conversation quite often, and there are a ton of them out there, which for a 2000, tell me how many 2005 Pontiacs you see, or 2002 Pontiacs you see. I think the Aztec seemed to somehow turn out to be a pretty reliable vehicle. Well, here, here's why you see a lot of them is because you notice them. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like, man, I'm going and buying this, I don't know, whatever Dodge journey. And man, there ain't nobody around here got one of them that that's this color or whatever. And the first time you really drive it, you see there's 10 more just like it going down the road. You've just never noticed them before. Uh, A Pontiac Aztec is so recognizable you see everyone that's on the road it's because they're so daggum ugly you know you just you just notice them but they to you know as history looks back on them they created a class of car i don't think the bmw 6m suvs would exist without them i don't think some of the mercedes g-class styling would be there without them they opened up a whole genre of SUVs unfortunately it's not my exact favorite group of cars it has very distinct styling and it stands out and while it wasn't the most attractive thing I don't like I say I don't think it's overall ugly but I I again like certain unique cars it's kind of like the pink car we addressed I kind of see some things about that car that I like uh, I've only looked at some quick pictures of it today. I've been extremely busy, but um, I didn't say there wasn't nothing on. I hated everything about it. There are some things on that car that I think are pretty cool, but the overall package was a swing and a miss. Does our uh, third party have his feeling on the Aztec or is he just going to jump in and say it, it's ugly and uh, okay. oh, I, I, I was trying to be the silent partner in this um, <laughs> no you know the Aztec was interesting John like you said you know it's uh, it, it's kind of the gateway car to a lot of the, the small crossover SUVs uh, you know that you mentioned I don't think it's ugly i i think it also comes at a time you know we're we're just a few years before you know the economic collapse uh you know the the automotive industry getting into crisis 
And we were at a time, I think, in the auto industry where, you know, uh, bean counters had, uh, sorry, I, 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 the accountants <laughs> had a lot more influence on the end product than the designers sometimes had. You know, they were, their hands were forced. It might not be what they wanted to do. It's not the best looking car ever designed or SUV or whatever you want to say, but it's also not the ugliest thing ever designed. It it was a, a you know kind of sport utility crossover. It had some ruggedness to it. It had its issues, and I've had friends that have owned them and driven them for years. Like you said, John. I mean, one of one of my friends that's a curator at another museum. Uh, you know, he's had an Aztec and just recently has had issues with it, and you know has been able to keep it going, but. You know, there are a lot of them still out there and quite a few of the people I know that have owned them or still own them actually really like them. Uh, Would I own one? Eh, Probably not. It doesn't quite fit my personal taste, but I will say that I I do have a little kind of, you know, uh, I always like the cool little tidbit factoid that. Uh, Pontiac only ever offered a tent option with two of their vehicles in history thus far. Well, they're gone. So, uh, the Pontiac Aztec actually had a tent that you could get with it. And of course my personal favorite Pontiac, the 1974 Pontiac GTO, of course, my first car, uh, also had a tent option offered with it. So, you know, I'm a little partial to the uh, tent option factor on the Aztec. The tent option has always been, here I am going off track and rambling. It's been an interesting, it seems to pop up every now and then. I remember uh, the er, there was an early version of the Plymouth Voyager. It was not available on the caravan that even offered the, the tent option. And maybe it's I'm not a camper and I just don't understand things like mm-hmm. that. But um, then uh, I'm sure we, I'm sure Volkswagen at some point offered that with their, um, little bus things i'll I'll tell you another ugly car and you don't really see that many of them and that is a was amc matador oh what's wrong with the matador oh man them buggy headlights and i don't know the body line just kind of droops in the middle and oh no you know what i no 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 you know what car is ugly in my opinion, I'm going to keep saying in my opinion, uh, four-door Lincoln Continental Mark Threes. Well, and then that's going to jump right to what I was going to say about the Matador. I don't think it's necessarily ugly. It's that early 70s, mid-70s bland styling. There weren't a lot of really good-looking I think four doors in the seventies, the matador sticks out because literally two thirds of the grill sticks out farther than the rest of the car. And it, it's, you, you notice it, the Lincoln, I mean, the only thing that's ever been built that's bigger is the Titanic. Uh, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the, the, but I think yeah. I think we can go through a lot of the seventies four doors and go, oh, wait a second. This was um I'm talking about the two door matador. Oh, the two door matador? 
Yeah. yeah I mean, the two-door Matador with is... That, with that ugly, op- sunken-in opera window, or... Man, I don't know. It's soft. I, I it's it's very soft, is what I'll call it. It doesn't have sharp lines. It doesn't have... It's just kind of blah. You're right. It's blah as hell. Yeah. Well, but it ranks. What about? Uh, but but uh, well, yeah. And it, let's think about the Ford Mustang too, as well. Oh yeah, that was coming up. That was coming up. <laughs> that's yeah. on the. That's you know, on the long list. Oh yeah. You know. You know the best thing to ever come out of a Mustang too. The front end. Front end. The the the, the front suspension ten years ago or twenty <laughs> years ago. You know, every street ride rolling down the street had a Mustang too. And, and, you know, custom, custom chassis builders are still basing a lot of stuff off of a Mustang two front suspension. Um, Will Wood actually designed a spindle to help with the suspension geometry off of a Mustang two. So yes, very, very, very ugly car, but still, um, is used on a daily basis in the aftermarket hot rod industry, street rod, and and, and that that's actually really interesting because you have an, an a not very attractive car. You notice I'm trying to soften up the blow of the word ugly there, uh, but and because I I may know the guy that did some of the design work on the front grille and things like that, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's interesting that it's it's a, a car that not a lot of people you know really fell in love with but from an engineering standpoint there's some very significant components in it so you know it, it's it's the old saying you don't always judge a book by its cover because even though it was a you know a, a not a very attractive car you know it turned out to have some engineering features that became very useful uh, in in the future, but I lose you guys. I mean, is that just, no, 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 I'm just, no? I'm just I'm trying to you know throw this out here. I I don't know what I missed, but um, I didn't hear you say what kind of car it was. You're talking about the Mustang too. Oh, okay, I thought you were changing the whole topic. No, no, no. We're just talking about the Mustang too. It, you know, like he said, the the you know front suspension system became very popular yeah. uh, with the you know aftermarket hot rodding industry, street rods, all of that. Even though it was an ugly car, it eventually found a use. Right. I mean, I think that's I mean, great. Disc disc brakes and rack and pinion, and you just cut it out and weld it in. You know your forty eight Chevrolet chassis and set the angle halfway close and roll down the road. And, uh, I don't know how many of them I've, I've actually put in, I've put in a lot. So I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm trying to decide what car that I've just have absolutely ever despised. It's been a production car because we, we all know I'm, I'm odd. I like Chris, Chris Bangle BMWs. I like, you know, I like Pontiac Aztecs. I like um, Neo Classics and Quicksilver Zimmers and things. But I remember, I think it was either 84 or 85. This is how bad I hate the car. I mean, I can usually sit here and tell you the production run of any car under the sun. But the 
Pontiac Grand Am. I hated that car from day one. I don't know the upright rear window, the upright front grille, the how it was cut off. That's just one that's always been on my list. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what year? The 84, 85 Pontiac Grand Am. See, that's how life, uh, how much it sticks out in your head is <laughs> that's how ugly it was. So it left you guys speechless on the topic. Okay, the, 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 okay, yeah, the, the kind of curved out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this they, <sighs> they, they made pretty good looking drag cars, but that was about it. Because we can do that, or I'll jump to current. Any Porsche that had that stupid headlight treatment in the uh, early 2000s, and then they followed it up with the introduction. And I've always said, the best thing about owning a first-generation Porsche Panamera is that you don't have to look at it because you're sitting inside of it. (laughs) Great cars from the interior. To look at one, I thought they were horribly ugly. And then in the second generation got better. And now that we're to the third generation, they've really improved it. But those are probably my two ugliest cars that have ever existed. I mean, we can throw out controversial ones like the Square Birds, the 58 Thunderbird, uh, things like that. But What about the Thunderbird they tried to bring back and made it all bubbly and ugh? The uh, Retro Bird? The Retro Bird. That's an ugly car. One that was built off of a Lincoln? Yeah, the Lincoln LS yeah. platform. That was an ugly car. I think, you know, that came out at the time of retro cars, and it worked. I think Ford knew how many they were going to sell, and they sold that many and then ended it, the 02 to 05 model run. And those cars still hold reasonable value. As a matter of fact, I was just uh, talking to somebody. They they got a root in their uh, their parents, surprisingly, have a really low mileage one. They bought brand new and are looking to unload it. Unfortunately, 90% of them are owned by elderly people that bought them brand new and never drove them. So they're $20,000 cars. And I think that's where the market's going to be is fifteen dollars to $20,000 on those for a while. But, um, you know, Ford knew, knew a market and went after it. Uh, much like Chrysler did with the PT Cruiser and Chevrolet did with the HHR and all that retro stuff that came out. Um, it's not ugly to me, but a lot of people will put the Plymouth Prowler on that list. I think more the fact they were purple and they had V6s, but... I, I wouldn't necessarily call the Prowler an ugly car. Uh, the PT Cruiser, yeah, we can call it ugly. Um, but the Prowler, I, I wouldn't call it ugly. I would you know, maybe uh, if they changed a few little things on it, it could have been a lot better. But I wouldn't consider it an ugly car. You take them ugly bumpers off and do a few little things, and, you know, they're not they're not too bad. Now, I know, I know what my wife would say if, if she had a, a spot on this show tonight, which is the... Uh, her vote would be for the Pontiac Solstice and Saturn Sky. Just because she 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 honestly feels they're ugly. And, of course, as you guys know, I owned a 2006 Solstice, and I loved it. I, I honestly, I've loved the Solstice 
and the sky since they were introduced. I, when I saw those cars come out, I fell in love and had the opportunity to own one. So I did. Uh, but I don't know what you guys feel about them. I, I like them, but I know she absolutely hates them. I don't mind those cars. In I don't think, I don't think any man should be driving one. I you know, she says the same thing. I think they're what are you strictly, trying to say? I think they're strictly a girl car. That is um, not true. Not even but, true in the slightest. Um, you know, other than that, I, I think that's a good looking girl car. On the girl car argument, I think that falls they're falling into the same niche as the Miata. Everybody accuses the Miata of being a girl's car. But if you're man enough to actually drive one and use one, I think you find that all of them are very solid sports cars. The Solstice and Sky and Opal made one all had an Opal version overseas in the roadster form or convertible form or whatever you want to call it, the drop top form. I was never a huge fan, but when they announced the end of the production run and Pontiac was actually doing the uh, Solstice uh, GT GXP coupes, I yes. I really liked the coupe is the way that car should have probably been built from the beginning. Uh, just a much better, cleaner lines. Granted, you know, you lose the convertible, obviously, but it's just, I think, a better looking car overall and a much more practical car because I think, as Derek knows, they're as practical as the uh, third generation Toyota MR2 in that when the top's down, <laughs> you've got no room. There's no trunk space. There's nothing in them. And that, There's a little tiny bit. Yeah, and that third generation <laughs> MR2 was purposely designed with no front trunk, no rear trunk, and a mid-engine car because if you put luggage in it, you would offset the weight balance. Now, this is America. We have to go grocery shopping and stuff, especially in O2. Now, granted, you can have your groceries delivered, but at the time that MR2 was sold, you it, it just... it. I think that's what hurt it. It's not an well. It's actually kind of an ugly car, but is the 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 lack of practicality in them? I'll tell you another car. I remember when they came out, and I thought they really just killed it. Was um, in '96 the Ford Taurus? Oh my God! Woo! The, mm -hmm. They brought that yeah. one out, and they wanted zero straight lines in that car. I remember the marketing, and they oh. put zero straight lines in it. And uh, we're sitting here recording on, you know, when, uh, March 6th, so we're, what, five days after Taurus production ended again. And I kind of wept a tear yeah. last week when that happened, but a lot of rehashing was that 96 Taurus kind of was the death knell for that first run of Taurus. Um, take a great car and make it horrible, and they did their best to try to to salvage that first run. And but, didn't they paint some of them that chameleon color, like the the Mystic Mustangs? And I know they had some Lincoln Town cars that were that kind of flip floppy, yeah, greeny my, blue color. Yeah, my brother had a Thunderbird that was that color. Also, I think some of the Tauruses came out that oh, color, but yeah, the, the Mustang didn't look that bad that color. But man, that color on the Taurus, jeez, Louise. Well, they, I mean, I'm trying to think. They had a. They also had a funky green on it, like a mint green, and then right, a, a, right, a, yeah, a powder blue, and yeah. 
sometimes the color just destroys a car. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen even a green Viper look good. It's neat because it's a different color, but it's a Viper doesn't need to be that green. You know what looks really good? A dark green solstice. (laughs) So you don't like any green cars? So what about a green dart? 65 model. I didn't say I didn't like any green cars. <laughs> you know, I like I like green I like green darts, but there was one that crossed Barrett Jackson this year that was hideous. Oh yeah, to have flat black stripes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know the car pretty well actually. Yeah. Hor- yeah. I don't know who did the design on that, but just horrible. <laughs> At least he's never drove a solstice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure if, you know, Derek has any credibility. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Brian Stoopsky, if you're listening, I hope you've never drove a solstice. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Because we're in the same boat, all right? (laughs) Gosh, I I wish I was rich. I could send, I got presents for people now. (laughs) Wait, you haven't sent you haven't sent me or John anything or me or Will anything. Well, that's what I mean. If I was rich, Will could get a solstice. Brian could get a solstice. Derek could have a green dart. Ah, I, I want I, a solstice. Hey, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I have bought a Pontiac solstice before. You just All haven't right? driven it. No, no, no. Well, you're right. I couldn't fit in it. It was for my daughter, and it was a Hot Wheels. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> And, and, and I we, think it, I think it was Barbie too. So it was a Barbie solstice. I'm thinking Derek's probably got a tester's model kit at home and very precisely <laughs> assembling it, you know, with his little conservation tools and eyedroppers for glue. Yeah, but you should see the, you should see the miniature version of me that's going to sit in it. You know, I, I just got to say that this is, this is why I, prefer vehicles that are like pre-1930 because there's not a single ugly pre-1930 car um i could probably disagree with that you know, throw one out go ahead oh. i think i'm thinking uh i didn't like the renaults at that period i'm sorry the what renaults yeah, 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 you're you mean a Renault? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're French. It's pronounced differently. Um as a, a few people will attest, um I ate chocolate cake all the time during French class in high school and never went to class. Well, you know what they said, let them eat cake. Uh No, no I don't. I never went to French class. Oh, okay. And there's nothing wrong with the Renaults. They're beautiful. No, it's it's the Renault. I just pulled it up. I don't like the hood shape, the the funky eyes, uh, the the headlights. And I'm gonna say uh, I'm a little. Um, I've never been really taken back by the Pierce Arrows with their fender mounted headlamps. What innovation in design? Yeah, Cord had mastered that. Granted, now we're post thirty, but exactly. No, I'm, I'm 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 with you on the Pierce arrows. I, I wasn't a big fan of the big swoopy fenders, and then coming up with the headlights molded in them. And, yeah, Will, Will uh, and I had to look at one every day while we were, <laughs> while oh, we were in college. 
Yeah, I just wanted to go out there and cut the headlight buckets off the thing. You think I'd have got kicked out of school if I'd have done that? I want to shave the headlight buckets off that Pierce Arrow. You know, they actually made Pierce Arrows without the headlights and the fenders, too. There were a few of those made. Uh, there weren't enough of them made. And they're not as good looking as the ones with the headlights mounted in the fenders. Well, I've I've kind of come up with uh, two pre-30 cars there. Um, what else can we think that's... Yeah, but the problem is you're wrong on both of them. Says the guy who drives the Solstice. Drove a Solstice. I, unfortunately, I, I sold it for a Peerless. Yeah, matter of fact, I had to Google what one of those look like. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we posted the one I own on the, the website, so you can see the one I own. Now, it's a little rough, but it's still beautiful. There there had to be some British cars from the 30s that were ugly. Had to I be. Just, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I'm not real up on those, but... Unfortunately, my book's in the other room that's got all of that stuff in. Um, so we've done that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff from the 50s. Like, What do you guys think of the early 60s, like 61, 62 Valiants? Because there's a lot, of, a lot of people that hate it and a lot of people that love it. I'm one of the people I think it's a cool design. I don't think it's ugly. Previous shop I was at... Well, two, three jobs ago, we did a um, Valiant for a, a gentleman, uh, two-tone, blue over white, uh, had significant amount of money into it, just the nature of frame off, every panel was rusted, and I thought that came out a very nice-looking car. I think done properly, painted properly, they're good-looking cars. Um, painted incorrectly, I think it's one of those cars I think paint makes, Uh well, that's, I think, a factor with a lot of things is depending how it's painted and the color and, the, you know, even the wheels, what gives you that whole thing. So I'm going to go with you, Derek. I think they're decent cars. Uh, in in stock form, I don't really care for them. Um, I do like them as drag cars. I just, I don't know. I think, I know I've mentioned that before, but... Um, I think they look pretty cool on a drag strip, but other than that, I'm not a, I'm not a big big fan of them at all. I prefer the wagon. No, I like the wagon, but the you know the two doors. I uh, eh, I don't know. Not not a big fan. What about the uh, the Chargers? The big chargers. What your model were those? Um, your th do you mean the post Dukes of Hazard, the seventy two, seventy three, seventy four? Right, 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 right. Those aren't pretty cars either. I've. I guess I got to be careful because I want to get Tim Wellborn on the show, and he really, he really likes those seventy two to seventy four chargers. But uh, I, I can go with you because I was just going to say we're really not throwing out of a lot of the. The Chrysler things, especially the 80s K-Car stuff, but the uh, 70s stuff, Chrysler was really throwing out some kind of ugly stuff. The 78 Challenger, the Plymouth Cricket, if you even remember what that is. Wow, um, I forgot about that. Uh, the, 
was it like even the 77 LeBaron wasn't a, a really a great looking car. You jump to the 80s, Chrysler put out some pretty controversial things. You know, I I don't know if it's so much ugly as does the LeBaron name belong on a K car because you just put a vinyl top on it. Uh, I used to have an 88 LeBaron four-door that was kind of done up that way. Um, there's the... I think some people, probably some of the listeners are screaming uh, gremlins and pacers, but to be honest, I kind of thought those were a little bit revolutionary in their design and the first attempts at American companies to do uh, compact cars. All right, let's now now wait because I'm I'm just thinking about something else here, and let's let's throw it back again a little further. My personal uh, distaste of styling. Let's put it that way. In other words, cars I don't think are very attractive are any of the 1950s bathtub cars, whether it's bathtub Nash or any of those bulbous creations that came out. Even And the, the reason I'm thinking of this is because what popped into my head for some reason, uh, if you guys remember the Davis that was built out in California, very limited production. It was three-wheeled car. You guys yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of that bulbous bathtub shape, but, of course, three-wheeled, so it kind of comes to a point at the front. But they were just not only the Davis, but the bathtub Nash. All of those bulbous cars were just the Hudson's. Just I don't like them. They're just, they're not my taste. Well, I think that rolls into where Will had said the 96 Taurus. Uh, I think for, I think two, three weeks, I actually liked them, but think the O2 Lexus SC, was it the 430, the retractable hardtop that they had, the two-seater? That's one of those cars. It's just, I mean, they look like tears. Everything looks like tears. I mean, the whole design is based around something that, excuse sadness um so what about like the bugatti veyron it's just kind of bubbly and like that i to be honest i always hated the veyron yeah i'm not a huge fan of the styling of the veyron mechanically engineering wise yeah engineering wise fantastic but the styling it leaves a lot the follow-up uh chiron I think is great, but it's got a lot more angles and sharp edges. And right, right. Mm-hmm. And the thing they introduced today, I put on put on our Facebook today again, March six. Um, that twelve and a half million dollar Bugatti that they're only building one of. Um, that you know that one looks good. A lot of sharp edges, you know, and it doesn't really or echo the fifty seven um, uh, Alantic Coupe that they claim it does. It's missing. I don't think the spine on it's pronounced enough. They didn't highlight that well enough, but uh, you know. So I, you know, disagree with the Baga- uh, the Baga- or agree with the uh, Veyron. Uh, the Ferrari California kind of falls into that. Uh, you know, the recent retractable hardtop Ferrari, entry level Ferrari, and they've they've sharpened it and made it more angular as it's now become 
Do they call it the Lusso now? I can't remember what the current model of the Ferrari California is called, but I think they renamed it the Lusso. And it's because I think it's been better. But I, I'll agree with you, Derek. When you first started talking, I go, no, I kind of like the Nash Metropolitan, but the Hudson Horn. Oh, the Metro, the Metropolitan. Actually, I don't. I, that I don't mind, but the the big Hornets, the what was it, the forty nine Nash? I don't remember the uh, forty nine fifty. Like, uh, oh God, what, air 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 flight was it? Something like that. The one that had like um, front fender skirts too. Yes, yeah, that yeah. one. It was just like this big like hunk of metal sitting on four wheels. Right. Yeah, and just all enclosed. Just. Ah, I mean, I don't, mm, I can't, I can't do it. It just, I don't know what it is, but yeah, the Metropolitan and some of those I do like. Thinking going, I'm going to jump the other direction back to the nineties when hatchbacks were beginning to fall out of style. And, but manufacturers were afraid to still build station wagons and minivans were going all of a sudden, we had the uh, Impala Max, and we had the Chevrolet Corsica hatchback thing. Uh, you know, it was a five-door, the LTZ, I think it was called. Uh, some of those, just kind of a, to me, bad thinking. Either commit or don't commit. Um, I guess those are a couple that I throw out there. And the controversial one I'm going to throw out that I've never liked and never understood and it kind of goes with the the Bugatti. Great engineering feat. Wonderful car. Hand-built. I've never been a big Lincoln Continental Mark II fan. I, you know, Derek might want to argue me on that one. But it's kind of just a bland 50s car. And, yeah, you can sell me on it on why a Continental Mark II is a great car. But is it really? <laughs> Now I want to I want to point something out because if if I if I heard you right in the beginning there, you said Lincoln Continental Mark II. Yeah, and it's not a Lincoln. It is not a Lincoln. I want to make that very clear. It is a Continental Mark II. It was its it, at this time period. It was its own mark. It was its own make coming out of the Ford Motor Company. It was not a Lincoln at this time. Just throwing that out there. Okay. You personally, can... I like them. <laughs> now, personally, I am good friends with one of the people who own one of the three convertibles that were built. And I love the convertible. That car is absolutely beautiful. But I I do like the Mark II Continentals. Thinking back through my family history and car shopping, no, uh, no, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't go jumping around. We, you got to back up your story here. No, why you don't like it? I just kind of said I don't like it. I think it. I said it was a bland car. I don't think it had style. I mean, the car itself is big and massive, so that makes it have an impact. But when it gets anything more than that, does it have any lasting styling features? Does it? I mean, other than the fact it's hand-built, big, and was expensive, those are always the features I hear that made it great. Uh, yeah, maybe it rode nice and luxurious, but it's just, I mean, my personal taste, I don't think I could ever put my money towards one of them. 
Mm, see, uh, I think they're. I think the the lines, the proportion. I, I got. I, I got a question for our audience here. I don't want you two to answer. I want. I want to get our feet from some feedback on this. I want y'all to send us pictures of a Citron that's a good-looking car. Any Citron ever made. I don't think... Oh, I'm not supposed to answer. Uh, see? Be quiet. I'll, damn, Be quiet. I'll, I'll edit that out. We'll let them uh, do the research and... Uh, I'll keep because, my mouth shut. Because, uh, I mean, I know, I know Citron's made some decent-looking cars, but the majority of them missed the mark. And Will keeps blowing up pictures here, and I've been ignoring it because I think it's a great car. It, but kind of for the exact same reasons that I hate the Continental Mark II, I absolutely love this car. And, uh, Will, do you want to tell me tell everybody? You even brought it up in the pre-show when we were talking a little bit about cars to touch. Oh, that uh, the Aston Martin? Yeah, the, the roughly 83 Aston Martin Lagonda. Yeah, oh my God. That that's just um, you like that? Oh, I I I love those cars. I think the styling's great. It's that's perfect. It's that angular it, that we talked it, about. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like bad Chad modified a Chevy Celebrity. Is what it <laughs> looks like. Yes. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, but he would have had to modify it by kind of. Wedging the nose right. a, a, a la dart and widening the car like eight inches and lengthening the car like three feet. <laughs> yeah, but. And, and putting three televisions in it as a dashboard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, holy cow. That never worked. I mean, dude, were they ever shipped over here to the United States, those cars? Yes and no. They kind of fell into that gray market haze. I mean, they didn't. I think the whole production runs less than three hundred or so worldwide. But they were a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty three money. Got you. So they, I mean, they were significant amounts of money. I remember reading an article. I think it was a Motor Trend article where the guy was talking to somebody, or the guy was a dealer, and remembered getting a phone call and having to take one to a client who said, I want one. This is the color. Drove it over to him, and the guy paid him cash out of his desk drawer for the car. So I think well, it, it was part of that it, 80s cocaine thing. But but you bring it up, and now I'm thinking 80s cocaine cars. We uh, Nobody, eight, 80s era Maseratis, Quattroporte, B turbo 425, uh, even the B turbo Zagato. Uh, yeah, those were the only reason to own one is you want a Maserati badge. I mean, the Quattroporte but, was a nice car, but yeah, but, but this, as, this... If, as if the Lagonda wasn't bad enough as a sedan, and if you're you know, a state wagon or shooting brake or station wagon, as we call it here in America. If it wasn't enough to have three windows down the side, the Lagonda <laughs> shooting brake had four windows down the side because they had to get that extra space hanging off the back wheels. 
and have the stupidest hatchback setup that I think I've ever seen in an estate wagon. It actually had six on the back. If you count the little vent window thing, the door glass, the back door glass, the the rear the other vent window right yeah, the, right then, then the two back the windows two in the, the back yeah i mean come on come and what on. is up with the hatch that opens the way that car opened this I is mean, co- this is coming from the guys that didn't understand the new modern tailgates two weeks ago on the trucks episode no we understand it we're we're just saying it's stupid we're just saying, wow. I think the name of the game at that price level is to try to be different because as we're talking, I keep going through all these various websites listing the hundred ugliest cars and things. And this one list that um, Edmonds put out, believe it or not, the Aztecs number five. Out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. It's the fifth ugliest car ever produced. What's number what one? is the first? <laughs> That's what I thought you guys Pontiac were going to ask. <laughs> For a man. Okay. Number five is the 2001 Pontiac Aztec. Number four is the 1985 Cadillac DeVille. Number three is the 2010 Acura. Or, uh, uh, I can't ever. Everybody says I pronounce it wrong. Live with it, people. Acura? Yeah, Acura. Acura. Z- <laughs> ZDX. The 1977 Lincoln Versailles. And, good uh, rear ends. Good rear ends. Nine inch, narrowed nine inch with uh, disc brakes. And the 2000, number one, the 2014 Lamborghini uh, Veno, which was the one, they built three of them. They were a million and a half dollars each. And they shipped one to the U.S., one to, I want to say England, and one to um, Dubai. Who owns the one here? Floyd Mayweather? I can't remember who does. I don't know if it's still here. You know, and there's I, only three of them built. I don't know that I can count that as an ugliest production. And looking at it, it's it's not... I don't think it's the ugliest thing ever built. It's very sharp. It's got a lot of angles, but mm, I don't know. I don't think I agree with that. I think Lamborghinis built uglier cars than that. I mean, (laughs) um, you've got to even admit that the Lamborghini LM002 is an ugly car. It has its place in history because of what it is, but I don't think there's a lot of good styling to that car or truck, or Hummer, or whatever you want to call that thing. But I think it kind of, I mean, we can throw out, I mean, McCores. They're kind of that bulbous car, the XR4 Ti and Sierra that was sold here. There's just so many things. Uh, the the Lagonda is number 17 on this list, to let you know. And actually, it came out in 76. I thought it came out later than that. But there's some pretty stupid cars on here. There's some reasonable cars that you could, uh, I could go with. But sorry, now I'm perusing it. Wait a second. 
Wait a second. This is this is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable. Yeah, I could not believe Number, that the Suzuki X ninety was on this list. No, no, this that <laughs> not that the night number thirty, the nineteen fifty eight Subaru three sixty. What is wrong with the fifty eight Subaru three sixty? That is a beautiful car. Well, if you go to number twenty two, they put the Brat on here, the seventy eight Subaru Brat. That's to me not an ugly car. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, much like the 360, very unique styling did what it needed to do. But uh, like I said, wh- wh- where I was going with my statement is I've now looked at probably 500 different cars people have said are ugly. Um, I think I'm, I'm sorry, Will, are we boring you? Um, No, I'm just listening now. Yeah. And that's. You know, to be to be honest with you, my phone's about dead. So y'all are talking, <laughs> y'all are looking at stuff and talking about it, and uh, and I'm just not gonna go look at it. <laughs> uh, don't you have a don't you have a computer sitting right in front of you? Yeah, I, yeah, say, I do. Just but... o- open a new window, but we don't want him clicking away at the keyboard. Derek's bad enough when he's playing with his pens. You guys have some horrendous background noise when it comes. Oh to no, that's been me typing on the keyboard all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah and. The the uh, big gulp cup or subway cup wheels got <laughs> banging in the background. But gotta be. All careful. right, how, how long have we been at this? Uh, uh, an hour. Yeah, well, that, that's why I'm trying to get okay. you to the no, to the conclusion. Well, now wait, <laughs> I want I want to flip this on its head, and I want to conclude this with whatever John wants to yammer on about. But I want to flip it on the head, and I want us each to say what we feel is the most beautiful car ever produced thus far cool. so you can either wrap it up john and then we can do it or we can do it now and then you can wrap it up i don't even think i have an answer to that question yes well, you gotta have an answer well you think about it wrap up the show well i was just saying that why we've been doing this show i've been looking at various lists and probably looked at over 500 different cars that 25 different lists of Declared ugly, and there are some similarities. We have the Aztec, the Laganda does appear on a lot of them, um, things like that. But I think everything's an opinion. Maybe we'll 